Hey everybody, welcome to Listen Money Matters. Listen Money Matters, where STD stands for Saving Them Dollars. My name is Matt, and I'm here as always with Andrew. Andrew, how are you, and what are you drinking, bud? I'm awesome, man, and I have a nice beer from You Into Brewing Co., mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and it's a Sum Er Ale. Mm-hmm. So it's S-U-M apostrophe R, and it's just uh, a nice USDA certified organic beer that is very tasty. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. mm-hmm. I'm drinking water. <laughs> oh, you're so interesting. So boring. Today we're going to talk about how to become a dividend aristocrat, whatever the fudge that means. Andrew's going to help me <laughs> walk, walk me through because I'm really confused on what dividends are. And I, I got a couple of emails from Betterment saying I got some dividend payments over with a vacation, so I need you to explain. But uh, let's before we get started, obviously, let's do some housekeeping. Uh, email us if you have questions about personal finance or anything. Dividends, probably, at this point. I know I'll have some questions. I'll have to email you <laughs> maybe after the show. Hopefully not. It's uh, listenmoneymatters at gmail.com. Please do that. And uh, we want your submissions for catchphrases that we say at the beginning of the show. This one's uh, from Andy... I, Andy Metal. Andy Metal. That's probably metal. You think? Andy Metal. That's <laughs> cool. Uh, listen, money matters where STD stands for saving them dollars. That's true. Mm. That's true. Uh, so uh, we promote STDs on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes! You can send them over via Twitter at Money Matters Man or Facebook, Facebook.com slash Listen Money Matters. We're always talking to everybody on there. That's me. I control the social media. Andrew does the emails. And uh, we were, we really want to talk to you guys. So uh, hit us up there. So let's get into it, Andrew. I'm going to start by very simply asking what the fuck is a dividend? Yeah, so a dividend and, is- and wait a minute. You got to give me some context because where do dividends come from? <laughs> Where do dividends come from? So um, if you own stock in a company mm-hmm. or a fund that owns stock in a company, um, you you may receive dividends, which um, basically uh, what happens is a, is a company uh, hopefully is profitable at the end of a quarter or, or whatever the term is for the mm-hmm. dividend. Um, and they will have agreed to give X amount of that profit back to the shareholders and the way that's done is in the form of a dividend payment could you say also known as profit sharing uh yeah kind of yeah i mean actually yeah i think that'd be pretty reasonable to say okay and obviously it depends on how much you own and that's it's a percentage of how much you own and that's how much you get well, so so here's here's the thing, and we'll get into like yield and stuff. But um, what the company will say is how much they will pay out per share. Okay. So they'll say we're going to give you one dollar for every share that you own if they're profitable. I mean, yeah, they they could always cancel their dividend. That's oh, okay. definitely a thing. They could so, always and increase not, their so dividends. not every company offers dividend dividend. So payments. N- most companies don't offer dividends, oh, okay. and um, it could be that they offer a dividend and then it's a bad time and they cancel it, or okay. it could be a good time and they increase it. But uh, the the yield, like the amount that you would make, as uh, a factor of the price. So if you get a dollar per share, and you bought a share for fifty dollars. Your yield will be much lower than if you bought that share for twenty five dollars. 
Do you follow? Because like, no. so if if you bought it for twenty five dollars and you got a dollar per share, yep. that's a four percent yield. Okay. But um, if you carry in a dollar and you bought the share for fifty, that's a two percent yield. I see. So like, um, it's like if if you have like interest in a savings account, you will earn one percent. But uh, you know, you'd basically earn a higher percentage the cheaper the shares are. Okay. Uh, I get dividend payments through Betterment, mm-hmm. but I have no idea why. So Betterment um, is comprised of index funds. Yeah. So even if you just own the S&P 500 or whatever, uh, there are companies in there that do pay dividends. So mm-hmm. the fact that um, you own something that owns these companies, you, that just gets kicked up to you. So Yeah, so because- I mean, that's, and, that, and that's something that's... You could you could take that money out and pocket it. I mean, it, it is basically given directly to you. So yeah, you could withdraw it and spend it on whatever, or you, or you reinvest could reinvest it. Right. Correct. Okay. So uh, this percentage thing that you just mentioned, how how does that get calculated? And what, and what I don't like when you right, said two so, percent and four percent. So what will happen is like say for example Apple they they announced their dividend fairly recently. Right, maybe maybe it's about a year. What do you mean they announced it? Like they announced they're going to start giving it? Yeah, so they've been doing it maybe for about a year or less than a year. So Apple just started giving out dividends not not too long ago. Okay, for a very long time they didn't. So they announced it, and the way that it goes is they will say, and I I don't know exactly what it was, but it was like um, we're going to give out three dollars in dividend payments per share. Oh, so it's calculated by dollars. So it's like a hard number. It's not so a percentage. That, so it's a hard number. However, the the yields, the percentage, and that's what we're interested in. You know, we want like, you know, 7% gains. That'd be terrific. The way that's calculated is because it's $3 per share, the yield depends on how much it costs you to get that dividend. So if it costs you $100 to get $3, that'd be a 3% yield. Yes. Right? But if it only costs you $50... To get that three dollars, it'd be a six percent yield. Okay, so obviously buying lower is better. Right, right. And then what happens is like then the stock may go from fifty to a hundred, and new people will only get it for three percent instead of the six percent you got it at. However, because you bought it cheap, it'll forever as long be as you in your keep favor. it be that six percent unless they change the dividend payment. Right, unless it drops like two bucks or something. Right, unless it drops two bucks or it could go to four bucks or whatever. I mean, is that high though? Than like a, having actual dollars? Is it usually like cents or fractions of a cent? Uh, uh it it depends. I I think um really the the way to look at it is actually in yield, because like when we're talking about dollars per share, the shares could be five hundred a share, they could be five dollars, you know. So yeah, and you're and with uh, dollar cost averaging, you're buying at different prices. Right. So so it's better to look at the relative number, the percentage yield, and I'd say. Um, well, we're going to get into what a dividend aristocrat is, you know, in a little bit. But uh, uh, like two and a half to three percent is like pretty average slash good. Uh, say that again. Which what, what, number, what numbers? Two and so, a half to so, three. Yeah. So if you say if you're getting three percent yield, like dividend, mm-hmm. I, I think that'd be pretty solid. Okay. I, obviously, there are ones that you can get like fourteen percent and whatever, more risky, and, and we could talk about that, but. All right, so I'm at a loss now. Look, dude, we have a company. Listen, yeah. money matters, right? We could go public and uh, sell shares of our stock, and we can provide dividends to people. Yeah. 
Now, when we launch it initially, the dividend, um, it could be 3% yield or 14% yield. That's completely up to us to determine. Okay. However- Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Wouldn't it be the shareholders to determine that? No, no, no. The, okay. the, the board okay. determines that. So, um, I mean, shareholders can vote on things board propose. But anyways, okay. uh, the thing is, like, if we did 3%, that's probably reasonable, and you know, we'd still have money to run the business. But if we did 14%, we're taking a lot of money out of our business to give to shareholders. So we're, we're compromising growth and stuff like that, and generally high yields wind up happening for a reason, like to artificially prop up a stock or something. I would imagine that by propping up the yield, the dividend yield, right, mm. uh, makes it enticing for someone to buy that stock over others. Correct, which is why people, they do it. But don't you think that's kind of irresponsible as an investor? Uh, so and that's that's kind of the thing is like I'm saying three percent is good when you could cle- you could very easily go out and find ones that are six percent and stuff like that mm-hmm. and um, I would be wary if they were that high. Why? Because I mean it's more risky and uh, it, well, it's how po- could it be risky if they're profitable? Well, because they're giving us a significant portion of their profits. And here's the thing is when I buy a stock, I want to buy it and hold it for a very long time. Mm -hmm. And um, while I'm holding it for a long time, I want them to grow and be more profitable. And if they're giving me such a significant portion of their, you know, profits, then they're not funneling that back into the company. So there, there comes a point where it's just like, it's just like a lot. So you don't recommend somebody go out and seek out stocks with, high dividend payments i think that they need to um you know do some research into would the company. you consider that like a bonus because obviously you bought apple before they were doing it all of a sudden they started doing it that makes yeah. you a happy camper because now i'm getting the growth and this is why dividends are great is because you get the growth of the stock so mm-hmm. your capital gains you know you buy it at 100 and sell it 200 mm-hmm. you know and then all the way like along the time that you hold it you're just getting paid so that's like additional right. growth on top of which you should reinvest. I mean, isn't that kind of the point? Is they want you to reinvest it in more stock of the company? Many people do do that. Um, not everyone, and you, you could you don't even have to reinvest in that company. You could take the money and invest it in another company. Mm-hmm. You know, what does but Betterment do with that money? Doesn't it just reinvest? It does reinvest for oh, you. Okay, yeah. can you set it to not? Uh, I'm gonna say very likely that that's not an option. All right, we'll have to look into that. For sure, but well, I mean, I mean I'm, it's I'm like ninety five percent certain that they wouldn't do that because they're they're treating it as one account. Yeah. So whatever's in there is invested, and if you want to take your dividend now, you just have to withdraw that. Sure, and I and I, uh, I mean, what I'm talking about is I have like close to five thousand dollars in betterment, uh, and it's I'm talking about like three or four dollars in payments. It's not much mm. in dividend payments. But yes, I'd much rather. I'm not going to withdraw that and do what buy a yeah. stick of gum. Maybe yeah. make a pay phone call with that four dollars. Yeah, I mean, there's a whole strategy where people think they're going to, or not think that where people do collect enough dividend stocks where the yield is such a month that it can replace their job income. No, I mean it requires an, a massive amount. Um, invested in the yeah, dividend because sure. you think it's if three percent will cover your salary, you basically got to take your salary, and, right? You know, and but you're, we're talking like maybe million plus in investments or something. But 
All right, so why do you why are you titling this dividend how to become a dividend aristocrat? So, because like how we and, and am I going in the right direction with this because I'm I'm kind of just Yeah, we're going in the right direction. Questions. I think we need to you know, explain like what a dividend is and and uh, there's like different things, definitions that I have. Well, on. do you want to give those definitions or do you think it's yeah, but I just want to say, like, the, the reason we're calling a dividend an aristocrat is because, like, we advocate investing in index funds, and our guests that come on, not that we screen them for to match our investment strategy, but most of these millionaires and, and people, uh, you know, are really smart, choose index funds for lots of reasons that we discuss, and the reason why... I'm going to convey the dividend aristocrat strategy over just going out and finding dividends because I think it is uh, much more stable, smart, and uh, actually return has great yields. So, mm. but we'll we'll get more into that in a second. There was, there was two definitions um, I wanted to explain because if you're buying a dividend stock, um, there uh, you you could be buying the stock right before the dividend payment comes out mm. or like right after the dividend payment comes out. So, you know, like the, the there's there's like a, it's called bird in hand. And you know the, the adage like a bird, bird in, in hand. hand is worth two in the bush. Yeah. So basically uh, your, your stock, it's considered bird in hand if the dividend payment hasn't gone out yet, which is, you know, the, the stock will be more expensive though. I lost you. Like I lost so, your train of thought. Uh, not like, okay. Ma- imagine you have a stock, right? Yeah. And it's Monday, and the dividend payment hasn't gone out yet, so it's a hundred dollars. Yeah. And the and the dividend payment will be three dollars. Yeah. It is reasonable to imagine that on Wednesday, after the dividend payment goes out, it would at least the stock would at least be ninety seven dollars, less the value of the payment you just received. Right, because. The day before I get the dividend payment, I'm expecting to make $3. And the day after the dividend payment, the payment's already gone out. So technically, the stock is worth $3 less Okay. in, in the short term. Mm-hmm. So like, um, if you wanted to get it cheaper with a higher yield, it's best if you didn't get it bird in hand. Right? Uh... Yes, I'm gonna say yes. What 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 don't you understand about that? Do you want to buy after or before the dividend payments go out? So uh, I'm saying that. And how do you know? And how do you know? It's published. It's on a set schedule. If you go to Google Finance, you'll see a little dollar sign tag at the bottom, and if you highlight over it, it'll say what the payment was and the percentage. Okay. and And so do you? And they'll tell you when it's paid out. Right. So you so, want to buy a stock after it's been paid out because it mm-hmm. makes it cheaper. Correct. Does it I'm saying, yeah. Does it actually make it cheaper or just like Gen- generally it does go down. Okay, not not always, okay. but generally it goes down Why would a stock go down if after paying out dividends? Because it's not bird in hand. There there's you, there's not an expected payment soon. Like you have to wait longer for I understand dividend. now. Got and it's it. basically like things can happen. The dividend could go away or whatever, so it's more risk. But yeah. so after that, it's worth two in the bush, right? <laughs> I, I don't know. I just that's the end of the thing. 
And and then there's another way that you could trade because so if you say you were just trading individual stocks and and you know with dividends, mm-hmm. you could also trade a stock, and it could be with or without the dividend rights. So you could, you could buy a stock that has a dividend, but, but without, not accept it. But but like the the seller keeps the dividend. So if you buy the stock, and it does have a dividend with it, it's called cum dividend. C O M E dividend. C-U-M dividend. No, that's not right. <laughs> no, no. It is actually called that search the internet. And I only really just wanted to include that in the episode because I just wanted to say come. <laughs> Jizaden. <laughs> exactly. Do you, would you prefer it? Would you prefer it burn in hands? You know, jizz oh, dividend? Oh, God. It has gotten to that point of the episode. <laughs> we only just got started. Where the sexual innuendos, innuendo, comes out. <laughs> Anyway, so um, out. Anyway, uh, out, so out, what yes. is a cum dividend? That's when you. <laughs> I am a child. I cannot. I am a child. That, that's when you. That's when you buy it, and it has a dividend, and it like the seller is not going to keep it. The seller. Who's the seller? In the so scenario. you're so you could sell your dividend stock to me with or without the dividend payment. What? I can sell it and wait. Hold on a second. I can sell you, or I can sell it, I can sell a stock, sell one of my shares. And say the dividend's coming tomorrow, and you could sell it to me, but you're like, you know, I'm taking that dividend payment tomorrow. Oh, but then you don't get all the dividend payments after that. I I would get the dividend payments after that. You would just keep that one. Oh, got it. So if you traded to me and it did have the dividend payment, it would be a cum dividend. Or, or as it's coined Children. by Matt Giminisi, it would be a jizz dividend. <laughs> that M- moving on. All right, move on, please. Yeah. So, so what uh, makes someone an aristocrat? So there are companies that pay dividends, and you know, many companies start a dividend, and then they maybe remove the dividend, or they decrease it, or increase it. Yeah. Um. Now, the a dividend aristocrat is a company that has consistently paid a dividend and increased its dividend for 25 years. So like a a company that's been around, obviously, and has been giving out dividends and keeps increasing the amount of dividends they give out. Right. That sounds like a really good stock. Right. So for example, like Coca-Cola. Or McDonald's. Those are super profitable companies that have dividends. (laughs) They are considered dividend aristocrats, and they because they've been paying it out for over twenty five years, or at least twenty five years, and always increasing it. Okay. So when you consider investing in a company that has a dividend, you know you could jump into the one with a fourteen percent yield, but tomorrow they could remove the yield. And yeah. the stock could tank, right? And then you're caught with nothing, okay? No dividend payment, and you're selling at a loss. So a smart thing to do is to buy dividend stocks that have a solid track record of actually paying the dividend. And of course, it's even better if they're constantly increasing that. Hmm. So should I go out and buy Coca Cola? Um, that's even though up I to don't, you. even though I don't believe in the company at all, I think it's. Sugar water. I mean, it is. <laughs> well, I mean, it is sugar water. And look, buying cold coal is up to you. Now, you could be, but you see, here's the thing: is um, it's a it's a dividend aristocrat company if it qualifies 
with, with that you know yeah. benchmark. Now the S and P five hundred, for example, has a ton of companies that pay dividends, and quite a few that are considered dividend aristocrats. So there are funds like a. It's called, for example, the S and P one is called the S and P five hundred dividend aristocrat fund, mm. and it is just only the companies that um, are, are dividend aristocrats. Right. Okay. That seems like a good fund to be in. Yeah, and the returns are pretty awesome. I mean, for the past five years, the, the, for the past five years, the return has been seventeen point five six percent. So really, it's pretty solid. I mean, it, that's not per year. That's that's over the five years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, uh, does does um, Vanguard have a fund that's a dividend aristocrat fund? Good question. They they do. They have multiple. Um, and I, I picked two out after you know digging through them that I thought were um, solid. Uh, there's oh, I didn't um, even see that you had it written down. Yeah, it's at like the very bottom. Yeah, of, I didn't notes. even see that. But um, there's the dividend high yield index fund uh, investor shares, um, and this one actually tracks the FTSE high dividend yield index, and um, you know the fees point one nine percent. Is that high? That's high. Um, it, it's high for Vanguard. Uh, I, I mean. I would say it's it's above middle, you know, above medium, not high for them. But uh, if you put in the grand scheme of things, it's dramatically cheap. Com- yeah, you know. it's, I mean, it's paying out a lot because it's all vanguards are super cheap. Yeah. Um, but for vanguard, it's a little bit more expensive. But uh, the yield over five years was nineteen point four five percent. Wow. So do we need? I mean, how much does it cost to get into that? Uh so minimum is three k there. That's actually, However, that's not that bad. No, it's not that bad. But you know, so uh, you Wait might not have. All right. Hmm. Um, um, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no. Tell me. Tell me. Why wouldn't everyone want to go into a S and P 500 high dividend fund? Why would I do anything else? Um. Well, I mean, you'd want to diversify into different things, and that may not be. Look, there, there's no one winning strategy. There's no one best thing to do. And I think that we we already filter out quite a lot of things to what we think are the best choices. Yeah. And then I think after that, like it's really up to you. Like maybe you want to go with Betterment and you do get dividends with Betterment and it yeah. does perform well. But you know it's not all dividend stocks and it's you know index funds. Or you could go we, we talked about Vanguard funds like the um the uh total five hundred stock market fund. Yeah. Which you have uh, which I have, which is, you know, uh, I think the fee was like 0.05%. So much lower. Right. Um, but the performance is pretty solid. Uh, it's, it's more personal preference. What, you know? uh, do you have this uh, Vanguard High Dividend Yield Index Fund investor shares? Um, I do not. Will and you? So uh, I actually was not sure what a dividend aristocrat was, and we've been getting like more emails about dividend aristocrat than most other things, interestingly. So I was like, all right, I have to find out about this. And I was looking around and I was like really intrigued. Um, and personally, I will be going into this. I, I, I'll probably go into the S&P 500 dividend aristocrats index only because it's an index. So there's no fee. Um, no and, fee. Right. Like mutual funds have fees. For example, yeah, there's... Not that I saw, at least. You know, let me, let me actually double check. 
Uh, and the Vanguard also has a high dividend yield ETF, which has a lower fee and it doesn't cost any money to, to, to get in. So there's no minimum. Right, right. And that got, you know, I'm looking at here, it's five years at 19.57, which is awesome. Yeah. I mean, why wouldn't you? Uh, I mean, I would do that in a heartbeat. See, see, that's the thing. Like, it's it's a killer strategy. But I mean, uh, if if we compare it against index, look, uh, the dividend aristocrats fund from the S and P five hundred performs very well. Um, quite possibly better than you know the index funds, whatever. But uh, it's just a different strategy with different risk. I, I wouldn't even say it's better or worse. Again. It's not about putting all your eggs in the one thing because it's yeah, going to pay it, out the most. It's that's what I'm about saying. Like spreading I, it out. Yeah, like I, I, I'm personally going to go into it. I think it's a great idea. On top of all the um, other ones, you're not going to sacrifice your other ones to get into this. Exactly. Yeah. yeah like, and that's the thing is, I think like it, it is a great thing to go into, but it, just don't make it your only thing. So you titled this "How to Become a Dividend Aristocrat," which means I become a dividend aristocrat. No, that's not. Yeah, yeah. So I was kind of I wanted to phrase it like that. Like there are dividend aristocrat companies, but I think that you would be a dividend aristocrat and that you are fancily investing in like the top notch companies that are always increasing dividends and it's pretty look, if there was a low risk dividend investment, I think it would be investing in a company that has consistently paid a dividend for twenty five years or more and always increased it. Like that's quite the track record. So I don't know what more you could really want. Like, I don't know, maybe you could say my limit is 30 because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, whatever. But I think it's a pretty high benchmark. And usually um, there, there are less than 100 companies that even qualify for that. Oh, okay. So there's not so, many out there. Right. I mean, so it, it, because it's very restrictive. And I, I'm sure there are, some comp- there are some dividend aristocrats that are being invested through Betterment. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, okay. And and just to give you a perspective, because it's not like it is so much better. If you were in the S&P 500, uh, you should expect like a – I mean today, obviously when we're recording this episode, you should expect a yield uh, of about like 2.1%. So just, you know, self-betterment's going into – yeah. Um, if you were investing in the dividend aristocrat um, fund, the yield would be 2.7%. So higher, not – that dramatically higher. Of mm-hmm. course, over many years, it'll compound sure, to be a lot. Sure, but uh, but it is higher. Hmm. And I bet these companies do not want to lose that title of being a dividend aristocrat. Yeah, because then what happens? They get sold out of these funds, yeah. and it would just tank their shares yeah. anyways. Like it becomes this uh, momentum they have to maintain. But uh, interesting. What, what I do want to say is like I'm sure so Apple the, wants to become a dividend aristocrat in the next 25 look, years. Yeah, they're they're working to get themselves added into I think it was the Dow because once they get themselves the reason they split their stock speculatively, right, is because they get added into the Dow and then all of these companies are compelled to buy them due to their investment strategy. So it just pumps up Apple's share price. Got it. But I, I want to draw attention to the 2.7% real quick because um that's that's awesome. It's better than the S and P five hundred. However, that's two point seven percent. That's not three percent. That's not five percent. That's, that's not eight percent. This is the dividend yield you're talking about. Yeah. So these these are the dividend aristocrats. These are companies that are always increasing, consistent, whatever, and the yield is two point seven percent. 
Uh, so when you're going into something that's 6%, you should be mindful of the comparison companies and potentially how high that number is. You know, because even these awesome companies, uh, the yield is not like stratospheric. Stratus something. Stratosphere. Yeah. High. Yeah. Okay. Do you feel good? Do you feel like you got the information out? Yeah, you know, I just I love like beating people over the head with information. I just rant for um but I, I found a cool quote I actually wanted to um like say. It's from this like dude uh from NYU Stern. His name's uh As Wath Damor Darian. And uh like dividends are considered old school. It was like one of the original ways to reward shareholders for owning a company. Mm-hmm. And lately, companies do like buybacks where they just buy up shares to, to raise the price. And um, he, he compared uh, them. He said, dividends are like getting married. Stock buybacks are like hooking up. So dividends are much are geared towards the long-term people. They're there to satisfy shareholders. It, it's a more solid approach than like a quick win pump the price now, buy back type thing. Got it. So dividends are, are good. Have you ever heard of the joke, the aristocrats? I have. Okay. I'm not going to say it <laughs> because there's so many different ways to I say it. I, I don't even think there's a way to. You could just literally yeah, just, make it up. Yeah, it's you make just, it up. I think it's the ending. It's uh, There's a movie called The Aristocrats. It's not the cartoon. <laughs> uh, it's not the Disney <laughs> the cartoon with one. the cats. There's a bunch. There's actually a documentary where all the comedians tell their version of the aristocrat joke. I, I thought it was awesome. Uh, I didn't really get it at first, but now I do. But uh, well, because I think that's the whole point. Is like after they tell the joke, I you're know, just I like, know. yeah, I know. If, if you're look, if you're interested in really raunchy comedy, then you can go <laughs> check out the Aristocrats movie on Netflix. I think that's where I saw it. But uh, anyway, that's it. You you good? I'm good. Got anything else? Uh, enough ranting for All right, all right, all right. I need to drink some beer. There you go. Have a sip while I read this. Uh, if you guys have questions about becoming a dividend aristocrat or uh, anything about personal finance, you know to email Andrew at listenmoneymatters at (laughs) gmail.com, and he will rant for you in an email. And if you like the show, please leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher, wherever you listen, but specifically iTunes, because we are climbing the charts. And in fact, Mm. I want to read a review like I do all the time. And it says, great show, five stars, from THJ from the United States. And I'm going to say where they're from, because there's a few that I'm going to read later in other episodes that are not from the United States. Hmm. So I just, I'm going to make that clear. Uh, I listen to these guys every day during work and love the information. Unlike most other financial podcasts, they give a lot of advice without being arrogant or aristocratic. I add that. <laughs> I just started listening to them a couple of weeks ago, and I'm currently downloading all the past episodes I missed. Keep up the good work. Skip episode number seven. That's what you say? That's the Roth episode oh. that we get shitted on for all the time. We're going to re-record that, by the way. We're going to re-record it and like just in place replace it, but we brought on the Mad, mad Fientist. Nope. Mad Fientist. Mad Fientist. Uh, he is awesome. The episode's going live. Whenever. Actually, Whenever. Pro- we don't know, because we don't know when this one's going to go live. Yeah, so it'll probably even be live now, but if you if it's up there, 
listen. If yeah. it's not, wait for it. That will be probably the most epic IRA discussion you will ever hear. Right. And last but not least, if you guys want to learn more about personal finance and money management and dividend aristocrats and all that good stuff, we are always writing new blog posts and posting up new episodes of this show every single day at listenmoneymatters.com. So that's it. Thank you for hanging out with us again, and we look forward to the next episode. So later, Andrew. Later, Matt.